Today in Business from Wired. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Spoken Edition of Wired. Presented by the Salvation Army. Help deliver food, shelter, and water to displaced Hurricane Michael survivors. To give, ask Alexa to make a donation to the Salvation Army. Or visit helpsalvationarmy.org. Doing the most good. What does a fair algorithm actually look like? By Louise Matsakis. In some ways, artificial intelligence acts like a mirror. Machine learning tools are designed to detect patterns, and they often reflect back the same biases we already know exist in our culture. Algorithms can be sexist, racist, and perpetuate other structural inequalities found in society. But unlike humans, algorithms aren't under any obligation to explain themselves. In fact, even the people who build them aren't always capable of describing how they work. That means people are sometimes left unable to grasp why they lost their health care benefits, were declined a loan, rejected from a job, or denied bail, all decisions increasingly made in part by automated systems. Worse, they have no way to determine whether bias played a role. In response to the problem of AI bias and so-called black-box algorithms, Many machine learning experts, technology companies, and governments have called for more fairness, accountability, and transparency in AI. The research arm of the Department of Defense has taken an interest in developing machine learning models that can more easily account for how they make decisions, for example. And companies like Alphabet, IBM, and the auditing firm KPMG are also creating, or have already built, tools for explaining how their AI products come to conclusions. But that doesn't mean everyone agrees on what constitutes a fair explanation. There's no common standard for what level of transparency is sufficient. Does a bank need to publicly release the computer code behind its loan algorithm to be truly transparent? What percentage of defendants need to understand the explanation given for how a recidivism AI works? Algorithmic transparency isn't an end in and of itself, says Madeline Claire Elish a researcher who leads the Intelligence and Autonomy Initiative at Data and Society. It's necessary to ask, transparent to whom and for what purpose? Transparency for the sake of transparency is not enough. By and large, lawmakers haven't decided what rights citizens should have when it comes to transparency in algorithmic decision-making. In the U.S., there are some regulations designed to protect consumers, 
including the Fair Credit Reporting Act, which requires individuals be notified of the main reason they were denied credit. But there isn't a broad right to explanation for how a machine came to a conclusion about your life. The term appears in the European Union's General Data Protection Regulation, GDPR, a privacy law meant to give users more control over how companies collect and retain their personal data, but only in the non-binding portion, which means it doesn't really exist in Europe either, says Sandra Wachter, a lawyer and assistant professor in data ethics and internet regulation at the Oxford Internet Institute. GDPR's shortcomings haven't stopped Wachter from exploring what the right to explanation might look like in the future, though. In an article published in the Harvard Journal of Law and Technology earlier this year, Wachter, along with Brent Middlestadt and Chris Russell, argue that algorithms should offer people counterfactual explanations or disclose how they came to their decision and provide the smallest change that can be made to obtain a desirable outcome. For example, an algorithm that calculates loan approvals should explain not only why you were denied credit, but also what you can do to reverse a decision. It should say that you were denied the loan for having too little in savings and provide the minimum amount you would need to additionally save to be approved. Offering counterfactual explanations doesn't require the researchers who designed an algorithm release the code that runs it. That's because you don't necessarily need to understand how a machine learning system works to know why it reached a certain decision. The industry fear is that companies will have to disclose their code, says Wachter. But if you think about the person who is actually affected by the algorithm's decision, they probably don't think about the code. They're more interested in the particular reasons for the decision. Counterfactual explanations could potentially be used to help conclude whether a machine learning tool is biased. For example, it would be easy to tell a recidivism algorithm was prejudiced if it indicated factors like a defendant's race or zip code in explanations. Wachter's paper has been cited by Google AI researchers and also by what is now called the European Data Protection Board, the EU body that works on GDPR. A group of computer scientists has developed a variation on Wachter's counterfactual explanations proposal, which was presented at the International Conference for Machine Learning's Fairness, Accountability, and Transparency Conference this summer. They argue that rather than offering explanations, AI should be built to provide recourse or the ability for people to feasibly modify the outcome of an algorithmic decision. This would be the difference, for example, between a job application that only recommends you obtain a college degree to get the position versus one that says you need to change your gender or age. No one agrees on what an explanation is, and explanations aren't always useful, says Burke Ustin, the lead author of the paper and a postdoctoral fellow at Harvard University. Recourse, as they define it, is something researchers can actually test. As part of their work, Ustin and his colleagues created a toolkit computer scientists and policymakers can use to calculate whether or not a linear algorithm provides recourse. For example, a healthcare company could see if their AI uses things like marital status or race as deciding factors, things people can't easily modify. The researchers' work has already garnered attention from Canadian government officials. Simply because an algorithm offers recourse, however, doesn't mean it's fair. 
It's possible an algorithm offers more achievable recourse to wealthier people, or to younger people, or to men. A woman might need to lose far more weight for a healthcare AI to offer her a lower premium rate than a man would, for example. Or a loan algorithm might require black applicants have more in savings to be approved than white applicants. The goal of creating a more inclusive and elastic society can actually be stymied by algorithms that make it harder for people to gain access to social resources, says Alex Spanger, a PhD student at Carnegie Mellon University and an author on the paper. There are other ways for AI to be unfair that explanations or recourse alone wouldn't solve. That's because providing explanations doesn't do anything to address which variables automated systems take into consideration in the first place. As a society, we still need to decide what data should be allowed for algorithms to use to make inferences. In some cases, discrimination laws may prevent using categories like race or gender. But it's possible that proxies for those same categories are still utilized, like zip codes. Corporations collect lots of types of data, some of which may strike consumers as invasive or unreasonable. For example, should a furniture retailer be allowed to take into consideration what type of smartphone you have when determining whether you receive a loan? Should Facebook be able to automatically detect when it thinks you're feeling suicidal? In addition to arguing for a right to explanation, Wachter has also written that we need a right to reasonable inferences. Building a fair algorithm also doesn't do anything to address a wider system or society that may be unjust. In June, for example, Reuters reported that ICE altered a computer algorithm used since 2013 to recommend whether an immigrant facing deportation should be detained or released while awaiting their court date. The federal agency removed the release recommendation entirely, though staff could still override the computer if they chose, which contributed to a surge in the number of detained immigrants. Even if the algorithm had been designed fairly in the first place, and researchers found it wasn't, that wouldn't have prevented it from being modified. The question of what it means for an algorithm to be fair does not have a technical answer alone, says Elish. It matters what social processes are in place around that algorithm. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.